Welcome to Square Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good afternoon. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. NPR. NPR. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's, a, it's a father to father. It's a father to father. You got to kind of make it a little bit more relaxed, you know, a little bit more yeah. laid back. Because it's, it's a kickback, you know, light Pull up your, your pipe. Chair, put on your house shoes, light your pipe up. Yeah. yeah. No, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next with uh, Terry Gross. Yeah, uh, I am. Uh, this is uh, Frederick uh, uh, Sanderson, who is filling in for John Peterson, who is filling in for Michelle Norris. We will be talking about the uh, pipes that you find in the house of your father, and uh, yeah, that's that's about as far as I can get. <laughs> Though, Bo. Thank I like you. I that. appreciate no, that. You know yeah. it. That's yeah. good. It's almost like, almost like I do this for a living. I know, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, poor guy. Yeah, hey man, <laughs> it is a father father episode. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so for, for those, uh, if this is your first time listening to Country Squire Radio episode, just kind of give you kind of a, a sense of what this is. This is a series that we started this year, uh, speaking much to kind of what our vision, our goal, our charge for this year has been, and, and here we are maybe two or three weeks away from the end of the year. Yeah, sure. Our goal was to recapture or kind of like touch base with this concept of creating kind of this mental space of the pipe shop of, of, of the squire, but I think of, of like a collective pipe shop, yeah. you know, experience. And, and by doing so, not just talking about the, you know, the best tamp that's out there or the best way to light your pipe or not, which is all good stuff. And we've talked about over the years, we've talked about a lot, yeah. but, <laughs> but this was kind of our, our, our hope and our chance and our goal of kind of creating this space. And part of creating that space is having the conversations that you have over yeah, a pipe sure. with good friends, bringing the spirit of, of the intimacy of that kind of pipe shop that type of atmosphere and that type of connectivity that happens over the pipe and bringing it to to the show that's exactly bringing it to our show that's right yeah Yeah. and so i think i i think it's safe to say and i mean you know the listener can can validate or otherwise but i i i I think we did it you know this year i think we've we've been successful yeah no i mean and and you know we've taken some lumps i mean it it hadn't been perfect and you know it's not everybody's cup of tea but for us it's been good yeah and and i'm I'm proud we did it so we're doing a father to father an interesting father to father this week and and the goal with this kind of angle (laughs) i suppose with uh, this episode of father to father is to answer kind of a call that listeners have sent in for years (laughs) on this show yeah sure so longtime listeners know, and I mean, um, anybody who's been listening for even collective of time knows, I mean, we're, yeah. we're two guys, we're, we're, uh, enthusiasts, we're pipe enthusiasts. Yeah. Of, that's why we do this. Exactly. But we're, we're very much ourselves. You hear, you hear our accents at play, you hear kind of <laughs> our, boy, do you? <laughs> you, hear, <laughs> you hear our quirkiness, you hear our humor, you hear our very, Niche interests. That's right. Pirate stuff is obviously been <laughs> a lot of this in the last several weeks and months for for me. But but you know, so you you get all of that, and of course, our faith also comes through from from that standpoint. And it's not anything like we. Whenever we've started this podcast, oh, let's let's make a pipe podcast for Christians. That was not the goal. Yeah, it really wasn't. Yeah, and I, you know, so yeah, you're 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 right about that. But it, if Bo and I are going to be authentic, that's you know a part of our lives. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. there's there's I will say there are areas that we kind of keep from the show. You know, I mean, like, and yeah, and, sure. I mean, part of that is just you know self preservation. You want to make sure that you've got kind of a you know, whenever you're making any kind of content that you're putting out on the internet, yeah. you know, you are by the very practice of doing so creating essentially a, 
at least presumed relationship with the audience. With, right. And right. while you do want that authenticity there, which, you know, is, is important to us, there's also areas where like, I don't need, you know, I mean, as, as much as I really appreciate all of you who are tuning in, I don't need y'all to know my kids' names. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's, there's things like that. that yeah, I, absolutely. I, I, yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're just kind of like, there's, there's a, there's a, <laughs> there's a healthy degree of barrier here. Separation. Exactly. Yeah. Just healthy boundaries. Exactly. But yeah. in terms of the, the kind of fundamentals of who we are and what makes us tick, I mean, that's, that goes into that that authenticity that's always been in the show. Yeah. So it, I found it interesting early on in the show when people were writing in commenting about like, oh, I just love that y'all share your faith. I'm like, what do we <laughs> like? Do we, what are you talking about? <laughs> I thought we just talked about pipes and are kind of organic about our conversation. And right. I, that's, that's always been our hope. I mean, that certainly has been our hope, but I don't know. I guess when you just let your guard down a little bit, then you know, the, some of that stuff comes out. That's right. So, yeah. I think that's the case. Well, so that's the deal. So we've never been, I guess focused in that area is probably the best way to do it. And I think there's a, there's a couple of different reasons for that. One is we obviously the, the show isn't about that, but then the other is, and this is, I think why there's, there's probably a couple of reasons why we've never really done episode, like a faith centric episode other than we've done like pipe smoking to the glory of God. And we've done kind of collaborations with other podcasts out there yeah. to kind of, you know, address kind of that, that desire that's been expressed, but we've never like been like open from that standpoint about yeah. our, our faith. Yeah. Uh, and I think one of the reasons is because, and and people tend to fail to realize this, and, and it's important, but faith is so much a journey. Who we were, I think this is true of both of us, who we were when we started this podcast and our faith journey <laughs> is very different from who we are now. It's true. And yeah. who we were five years prior to starting the podcast in right. our faith journey was very different from where we were at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. And so I think that like, I don't want to project anything on the audience, especially the audience that's like clamoring for us to have this subject. Right. But I feel like there's almost like, part of where that clamoring comes from is from somebody who maybe in five years won't care as much about like getting that validation. Yeah, that's I a suppose. good point. Yeah. And again, again, I'm probably projecting. And so if, if you've written in and a lot of you have asking for this, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to cast any judgment or anything. I'm saying right. I understand it because I've been there. Yeah. And yeah. so anyway, that's, that's just kind of a, a thought going into this conversation. No, I, I think that makes good sense. And yeah. you know, we, yeah, I, I don't really have anything to add. <laughs> Does the subject make you feel uncomfortable? You know, I know you asked that being being funny. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. It kind of does, huh, right? Okay. And, and I think there's a sense in which like a lot of people don't talk about faith outright explicitly because it is kind of like bringing up the weird, you know. Well, you it, are Anglican. It is a little weird. I know. <laughs> there's a lot of aerobics, you know. I don't know. There's smells and bells and all yeah. that. But, you know, yeah, it, you know, it's just it's something in our modern world that is less apparent you know I, I never want people to feel like i'm trying to force anything on them but also if oh, i'm gonna yeah if i'm gonna live authentically it is a part of my experience and so i i can't divorce it from it's part of my fabric you know and so there, there is a sense in which like if i'm gonna talk about self like that language it comes out. You it know? plays into it. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's actually worth noting that the goal of this conversation is to kind of share about our own experience and kind of work through some different things together. Yeah. This is not an evangelistic podcast or anything of that nature. There's it's no, not. There's no end game there or anything. Yeah, there's no agenda kind of going into it. It's that. not. Like, yeah. I, I think that's... I think that's good and right and not in that like fake like oh we're not trying to no seriously we're not trying to convert you right (laughs) like that's not the that is not the goal of this you know and 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 again i you know i i will say obviously because of where my heart is i mean i do i do hope our listeners eventually come to some of those conclusions that 
I think are are life giving. But but yeah, that's not our goal. That's not our goal here. Sure. Um. That that's not. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. Oh man, John David's getting in his like he's uh, he's getting in his like tender defensive. It's a little pensive, mode. yeah. That's it's so, like we're, right. we're we're poking around a little bit. Let's explore that. Let's that's, explore it a that's little fascinating. bit. Fascinating. So yeah. I, I I think this works really well for a father to father. You and I are at different stages with our kids, for one thing. That's true. And so yeah. my kids are in like very much they're they're trying to kind of figure out kind of what their faith is. They're kind of young faith and that sort of thing. And they're and, trying and they have a little understanding of faith. As opposed to, or I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful anyway. You talking about your kids? Or? No, yours. Oh, where, where is, where's mine? Don't you know? Oh, you talking just, about just in terms of it? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, their my age kids are, is so different. You know, yeah. our oldest is three, and it's just, <laughs> right. you know, it's like, <laughs> what, you know, yeah. So anyway, well, no, exactly. So, and one of the things that we've really, I think, kind of my wife and I have really kind of struggled with is trying to figure out, like, okay, how do we shepherd these kids? How do we, how do we teach them? I'm a, I'm a fervent, and this is me, and this is, you know, whenever we're talking about any, any subject of father, father, we're yeah. speaking for ourselves, you know, yeah. this is, there's no, I, I agree. Both of us. Yeah. Um, but for me, like one of the things, even before I became a dad is I was very against any kind of like indoctrination when it comes to my children. Interesting. And I think yeah. that in, in, in my experience, especially in the nineties, when we were broke, when we were brought up, there was such a. A, an aggressive indoctrination that yeah. was applied to our generation that we still see the extreme ramifications of in the modern era yeah. with people yeah. feeling extremely betrayed, extremely broken, well, confused and, see, and otherwise. You yeah. see the kind of the deconversion and the deconstructionist movement. Right. And then you kind of, and you, if you want to know where that came from, you can look in during that time period and, and see a lot 100%. of hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. And it makes sense. So I guess even before like the, we've seen that direct kind of outcome playing out in the modern era. Yeah. Like I was feeling that again, well before we, be, we became parents. Like I remember yeah. like talking yeah. to my wife about that. Like, I we're, we're not going to be beating them over the heads with this stuff. Like I want, I want to teach my children how to think, not what to think. And I want to yeah. make sure that if they have, you know, a faith, a Christian faith, that it is authentic, that it is actually yeah. what they yeah. believe and not what like they perceive because this is what's going to make mom and dad happy, hmm. or this is what, you know, hmm. is the right thing to say, or, and this is something that is, I think still rampantly problematic within the church is that we get in this kind of group think tribalism mm -hmm. that it used to be, you know, used to be Catholic and, uh, and uh, Protestant. Protestant. Right. And now like it's, it's very much like, like everybody's got their, their kind of tribes and group think and everything else. Right. And then once you kind of right. veer, veer from that, there's this, not one of us, not one of us, not <laughs> one of us cast them out on a rail type situation oh, that can honestly, if you're so ingrained in the church where that is like the only place where you have relationships, yeah. the only place that you're seeking, you yeah. know, for, you know, mental stability or whatever it is, like you, yeah. you get all of this framework in kind of that church bubble. Mm -hmm. And then when your theological perspective changes or when you're trying to work through something and you can't even go to your church yeah. to express the issues that you're working through, because instantly you're met with like walls, Suspicion cast out, or, get out, you know, you are no longer right, one of us. Right. Like this is still aggressively happening. And you yeah. talk about the deconstruction movement. It's, it, it is, you can see the seeds planted in the nineties, but you can also see that yeah. that soil is still being tilled, man. Yeah, sure. So anyway, that's, that's one of the things when, when thinking about with our kids kind of yeah. bringing it back to that is like, how do we, you know, 
how do we raise them in such a way where we are presenting, living out our faith, talking about what that, that looks like, and again, teaching them how to think, but not putting the pressure on them about what to think? It's, it's just, that, for me, that's a really important component. Yeah, that that's interesting. And I, our kids are a little younger, so I, I may have not engaged with some of some of the thoughts that you've had there as much, but but I do, and, and we may differ in, in this. In oh, some. I guarantee like we differ. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we do, but you know that I, there is a sense in which, like, I I want my kids to be properly catechized. Like, I want them to know the tenets of our historic faith, and like, as a believer in God's covenant love, like, you know, I'm going to raise my kids in a you know, a, a Christian environment and hope and pray that they take it on one day as their own and have opinions about things that I will communicate to them. But at the same time, like you're right, I don't want to, I don't want to force anything on them that just because they, you know, oh, well, this is going to make mom and dad happy. So I'm going to pray this prayer, or walk some aisle or something, you know, like I, that's the last thing I would want. But at the same time, and like keep I, my faith development to myself as opposed to being able to engage with mom and dad or otherwise. Yeah. yeah. But I, so I want to live authentically in front of my kids. Yes, that's very good. Yes. Just so so that they see mommy and daddy wrestle with with the reality of our faith and and understand that it's messy exactly. and it's not perfect but yes. at the same time like you know again as a bible believing christian who lives in this weird space of be, being both anglican and evangelical and you know it just I, i'm a mutt but like i i very much like i believe in absolute truth and i i want to communicate that to my children and i want to and i want them to fall in love with the lord but i can't make them do that you know yeah and it's that belief in absolute truth, but then there's also, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but like, cause the Anglicans and the Catholics share a lot in terms of the structure of worship. Right. And a lot of the liturgy is, is very similar. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. And so, especially when it comes time for the Eucharist, the, the, the wording that is all often used, at least in Catholic space, I think this is true in Anglicans. So mm-hmm. This is where you're gonna have to correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but is, is, is affirming the mystery of faith. Is That's that right? exactly right. Yeah. Unpack yeah. that a little bit. Well, I think there, there's, and and this is where I you know run into, you know, some disagreements with some of my reformed brethren of of which I also consider myself you know a part. <laughs> Boy, I'm really confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you know the, I, the mutt is becoming <clears throat> evident. It is, but but that's um, okay. That's a good thing. No, I'm very I'm, I yeah. feel very comfortable. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. So and I'm so blessed that's by good. it to be honest with you. But um, you know, I I very much uh, believe in absolute truth. And I very much believe that the Bible's the Word of God. There I said it. Sorry. It probably offends people. You know, at the the same time, like, a lot of things are above my pay grade. And a lot of things I think the Lord has made very explicit through His Word, revealed to the generations and to the church. But I think there's a lot of things that He intentionally maybe hasn't left explicit. Or if there's question at all, I don't really have a right to you know, have a lot of hard opinions on things that that some people have very hard opinions on and some people don't. There's some things that we hold as a mystery and that's where we can stop with it, you know, hmm. and, and, and I'm comfortable with that. Now, that doesn't mean there's not an absolute truth and that we have a God that in his loving, merciful way orchestrates and organizes all these things for our good and his glory. But that doesn't mean I have to understand it. Or, you know, as someone who would just want to submit myself at the Lord's feet, like, I, you know, 
he can know the truth. I just want to be next to him, you know? Okay. Now that, that doesn't mean like he's revealed a lot. And so we can stake our claim on a lot of, on a lot of stuff, but like at the same time, we, we come to the altar, we come to the table right. yes. with humility. That right. that's the, that's to me, that's the goal is, is to seek the Lord's will and to do it with humility. That for me, that's, that's kind of a must have thing. You know, people get really certain about, things in in their faith and and there is a and see but the but see i want to be careful i need i need to really be careful here because i mean just talk the whole being careful thing i I think can be unhelpful sometimes i am but it's true but there's a lot of nuance here that i want to make sure i'm communicating fair fair enough Yeah, yeah yeah and so there's a sense in which you know i am a firm believer in revealed word saying what it means meaning what it says and and that kind of thing but I'm also a firm believer in like God is incredibly powerful. He's om- omnipotent. He has designs that we may never understand, and that's okay. And so we hold both these things kind of in tension. And I think part of the Christian life is living in that tension of humbly, you know, doing the best we can with what we've been provided with in our sinful, imperfect way. And at the end of the day, laying it at the foot of the cross and just knowing that the Lord is merciful Hmm. and good in that, like we, you know, we, we uphold the creeds and we uphold, you know, Holy scripture, which the creeds are just nothing but organized Holy scripture. And, and, you know, we, we try to emulate the life of Christ and we try to, you know, invite the Holy spirit into our experience and, and submit ourselves to a loving God who has good things for us. And at the end of the day, that's that's all we can do. And if, if we're doing those things and uh, trusting the Lord, you know, then God has a way of just kind of working out the details, you know? I don't know. I'm rambling, but... You know, it's interesting. I think I shared this on an earlier episode, and maybe not. Maybe I just shared it with you before we recorded, but a friend of ours that passed, uh, especially of yours, Jack. Yeah. Um, yeah. A couple of years back, we, we did an episode dedicated to him after he passed and everything. Yeah. His wife or his daughter, it was his wife or his daughter had re- reached out to uh, Quinn about finding the audio from when he was on the show. Cause we had him on the show. Yeah. I can't remember, you know, I guess by the time this goes out, it will have been a couple of months ago. But, okay. But okay. point is that, that they reached out to the shop and I think, just wanted to hear his voice again. Yeah, yeah. And so Quinn forwarded that to me uh, to see if I could, I could find it. And I was amazing. like, I was like, you know, it's interesting. Cause I think I know that we did the episode dedicated to him, but I don't think we used that audio in that dedication, but I remember he was talking about the long smoke. So let me see if I can go back and find it. And yeah, sure. And, and a, I would have done it anyway, but B, one of the reasons I, w- I felt very motivated to do this is because I had just sent in a very similar request to a broadcast station in Baton Rouge. Oh, you told me about this. Yeah, trying to get an episode of their like, uh, you know, the, like the local closed circuit television, whatever they call it. When yeah, it's, you know, my my grandfather back in the '90s had gone on this like Catholic te- like apologist apologetics yeah. like, like show essentially. Uh, for local TV, you know, South Louisiana, a lot yeah. of Catholics, you know. Yeah. yeah. And he had written a book. And so that was part of the reason why he was there. Or that was the reason he was there. But anyway, point is that I had done a Country Squire radio YouTube like live video. Yeah. And I was sitting in my office. I was telling people, I think it was like I was just kind of teeing up the fact that we were going to do this, you know, this Kickstarter type deal for the Pirate's Daughter and everything. And, you know, by God's providence, I was sitting just right in front of 
this big book poster that was of his book and a picture of him or kind of a, a sketch, I should say, of him and Mother Teresa and a sketch of the house that, that they had when I was a kid that we would go visit. Yeah, them. yeah. And I, I mentioned, you know, I was like, oh, this is actually, you know, because I was talking about, you know, the challenge of writing as a dyslexic and that my grandfather had this challenge. And that was, this is actually the book that he wrote, even though he was dyslexic. <laughs> And I was like, you know, nobody, you know, nobody bought the book. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was, yeah. it was published by like a, like a, a, a Baton Rouge law textbook <laughs> company. You right. know what I mean? Like that sort of right. thing. And so here's what ends up happening. One of our listeners, I think Dave, he saw the video and he went looking for the book because he was like, oh, well, I'll buy your granddad's book. And so he, he, he found it on Amazon. Wow. And he mentioned, hey, I, I found, you know, is this, is this the book? And I looked and I was like, oh my goodness, yes, that's, I can't even believe this is on Amazon. That's the book, yeah. And I, and I saw there was like a one star, like, or not a one star review. There was like a five star review, but it was like one person. One had person reviewed. had reviewed the book. And right. so I, I, I opened it up because I was just very curious. I was like, what did this person say? And yeah. they mentioned that they, they found this book because of an interview that they had heard on this television station back in the 90s. And like that's how you found out about this whole broadcast. Well, and, and the funny thing is, like when I read that, I kind of remembered, because I guess I was like in high school yeah. when this when this went down. Okay. And so I kind of remembered them talk, like my family talking about oh, Papa this was as part on of TV the deal. Or exactly. Whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, but the fortunate thing was they mentioned in the Amazon review, the name of the, the, the show that they had seen it, him on. So I reached out, I looked online. I saw that that show, the company that produced it, was still making content, right? Um, or I guess producing television shows, you know, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but like, I reached out to them and I said, "Hey, my name is this. Uh, my grandfather was on your show on, you know, back in this year. He was promoting this book. I see that y'all have like archival, you know, YouTube footage. Yeah, I don't know the name of the episode. I don't know the date." If you could, if you have that, if, there, if there's a way to find that and you could send it to me, it would just mean the world to me to hear his voice. Yeah. Because the other thing too yeah. is that my grandfather in the latter years of his life, this is going to tie back to faith, obviously. <laughs> I mean, you can kind of already see the inner workings of how this is happening. But anyway, my point is that like in, in, in the later years of his life, he had experienced some medical situations yeah. that had, had, he, he wasn't, he wasn't himself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, he mm-hmm. was, he was constantly telling the same stories over and over again. I feel like we're all, we're all headed there for you know if we if we sure. you know, the 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 award for yeah. the reward for living so long is the loss of your mind. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway, it was it's it was sorry I was I was listening to it before we got started and so yeah. it's it's a little emotional. I know. But it was just to hear his voice clear, you know, like to hear him speak. I mean, you know, he had a cough, so he was, ah, he was coughing in between and all that he, kind of but stuff. But he was lucid. He was, yeah, he was and himself. He, and he understood, and he and he was aware and present. Yeah. 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 And it was great to hear mm. this, because he's, he's talking about this book. He's talking about also, part of the reason he wrote this book is he, he knows he's going to die someday. And he wow. knows, and he wants like this kind of allegory for kind of faith to be, yeah. to be here for his children and for his grandchildren and his family. And it's just a beautiful image of, That's awesome. you know, we talk about legacy and kind of like, like passing on the legacy of faith. Right. And, you know, right. my, my grandfather and I, you know, we, we, there's things that we would theologically disagree on. Sure. And there's things that we, yeah. we'd politically disagree on. It's interesting because as I'm listening to this interview, I found myself cause I wanted to pull the audio and kind of like cut it together as like a gift to my family. Yeah. You know? Um, and I found myself because there's so many good gems in there, like so many good charges about like, like, like faith and unconditional love and, and just, you know, I mean, just a lot of good truth in there. And then like, you know, he'll say something and kind of apply it in a different kind of way where I'm like, what? 
I don't, I don't know about I don't that. I don't know about you that, know. Grandpa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it, but, and, but there's the thing. So there's that, that desire, like, what if I just cut all of these gems and kind of like kept them on hand as kind of this memory? But I remembered the grief, grief observed. Yeah, from Lewis that we uh, talked about earlier this year. And yeah. how... Like what yeah. we end up doing with those that die wow. is that we create How relevant. <laughs> this. I'm telling you, man, yeah, we, we, cr- we create this edited image of them, right? Like I can't remember the language that, that, that Lewis, of course, could only use. But yeah, the, that, the, the, the caricature that we wind up producing in our mind right. very absentmindedly or, or maybe even mind, you know, mindfully is, is, is not, it, it can never be who the person truly was. Right. And so anytime we even go forward and and edit it even more, it's like we're doing it that much more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so we're creating in our mind a shadow of who they were. Yeah. And that's good and right, but it can only be a shadow. Yeah. So it's it's Ooh. I'm telling you, man, that, that was that was very convicting. Yeah. <laughs> you, you very like that, or Lewis through you was yeah. very convicting Isn't of that me. Interesting? That. So Isn't I was that like, well, I'm I'm not gonna do that. It wouldn't be fair. And Papa would certainly not appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if I was to yeah. do that. Yeah. But regardless one of the things in that interview that he said that I think is critical, he was telling the story of going to First Pres Jackson with my dad for a deacon's meeting. You know, you've told me this story yeah, before. And, and, and this is something. <laughs> Isn't yeah. it great? I yeah, love this it. is this is something. He mentions it. It's funny because in the in the interview, he talks about, you know, I went to a deacon's meeting with my, my, my daughter's husband. I've got, you know, what do you say? He's like, I got nine... Catholic, wonderful Catholic children and one wonderful Presbyterian daughter. Like, like, and, uh, I know. still love her. No, I no, still love her. It wasn't even I still see this, but this is no, actually no. The, but this is important, right? It wasn't I still love her. It was affirming her faith as yeah. a Catholic man right. with a Presbyterian daughter, affirming right. her faith. And this is what this was the point. This was what he was telling the folks at this deacons meeting. He's sitting there, and you gotta, you know, I mean, this people that are not part of like. First Pres, Northeast Jackson are not going to get this context yeah, here. Sure. But when you're talking about in the 90s, that group of very white men in Jackson, Mississippi, what they were all getting together and talking about as a Catholic. <laughs> it's like, it, it's, it's, it, so, and here they are, not knowing that my grandfather is sitting amongst them. Right. You know, and right. Uh, when I say more Catholic than the Pope, that's not accurate. He's like he's, a, he's, yeah, he's, like, a Shi- he's a Shiite Catholic. But see, but to, he's, to to, to uh, borrow uh, Jim Gaffigan's uh, language, I would say that he was <laughs> he was very much like a he you know he was he was very Catholic, but he was also very very much he, he was a Methodist who, who converted to Catholicism. Yeah, but kind of existed still in this space, and this mm-hmm. is this is why this is why I say this is because he told the, that group of deacons that I'm sure like are all our you know fathers and grandfathers. Yeah, across sure. Jackson at this point, but he said you know he stood up and he said greetings from the Pope. <laughs> They're all sitting here talking about Catholics. Like, Greetings from the Pope, right? And basically, he laid it out for him. And this, and he and I are just lock in step with this. He's like, "All right, do you believe that Jesus Christ was the Son of God? Do you believe, like, yes, yes, yes? Okay, you believe that uh, he he was born, died, uh, resurrected. You believe in the Trinity? Okay, I, I I would also, I guess, if I was to put a caveat on that, I think the thing is like, do you believe that this is is our Savior? And I mean, that's right. what he, that's what he's saying, right? Uh, right. He's like, all right, we we all agree on this. We're brothers. We're not enemies. We're brothers. Right. Like this is what binds us. This is our faith that binds us. Right. And so this, and this is now me. Now this is Bo talking for Bo. Uh, you know, that was me, me sharing my, my grandfather's little yeah, story and sure, everything. Yeah, sure, sure. But for me, that is the core of our faith is that Christ has got us or he doesn't. I don't like, like the, we look at like, you know, people in Protestants, they look at Catholics, oh, they add all stuff. People in Protestant faiths all add on stuff too. Yeah, Evangelicals sure. in particular add on 
a ton of stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. like, oh no, it's just, it's just Christ alone. But you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta also do this, that, or the other. You ascribe to this theological, theological stuff, or you have to have this particular sexual taste, or you have to have this, this, that like, okay. All right, guys, y'all realize you're adding on to Jesus here, right? Like, do you not realize that y'all are trying to add on to Jesus? Hmm. Like you're doing the very thing. And this, this is prevalent throughout any, you know, people group, but this is certainly prevalent throughout Christians mm-hmm. is that we often bash hardest those mm-hmm. like the, the, the things that we are doing ourselves, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and so what ends up yeah. happening is that exactly. And so it's a very, it's a frustrating thing. And that's where kind of, I was mentioned before, like the tribalistic nature of yeah. kind of what we've seen, especially in, in Protestantism is so frustrating. It's so yeah. frustrating to me. The other thing too is, and this is again, just me, you mentioned, you know, you're like, Oh, I, I believe this is the word of God. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's going to offend people. Like, I don't understand that mindset. And this isn't a critique of you yeah. because it's not just you. Yeah. There's a lot of our listeners who have written in and have said like, Oh, y'all are so bold to say like, what are you talking about? Bold? Yeah. Like we're just being ourselves. Yeah. Like it's okay. If you don't believe like I believe that's fine. Yeah. That is okay. And I think that we, if anything, the thing, and this is again, me personally, the thing that I am most frustrated by or most concerned by is that when people hear that I'm a Christian, because all of our little people groups and tribal groups have added so much onto what they think that means, <laughs> they think now we actually share a lot of things in common, which we do not. We share Jesus in common, which is the most important thing. Yeah. And that's what I believe. Now, you might believe that it's Jesus plus all this other stuff about voting this way or doing this kind of thing or don't yeah. do whatever it may be. Yeah. That ain't me. Jesus is what what uh, what connects us, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. and from that standpoint, like, oh, you you can believe whatever you want to believe in terms of like us having a relationship together. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and it's okay. I expect people to respect my beliefs because I I respect other people's beliefs. You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. I don't know. I I just I I don't understand for me personally. Yeah, kind of the foxhole mentality. Yeah, like yeah. like it's it's okay. Like it. Mm. There's some things that you believe theologically I don't believe. There's mm-hmm. things I believe theologically that you don't believe. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. In my mind, we're still brothers. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And so, and even even for folks who are not part of our faith, we're yeah. not brothers in, in the faith. Right. But we are still like human beings, in my mind, made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. We, we share a kinship there. It might not be a spiritual kinship, but there is a level of dignity and respect Absolutely. that we are commanded to give to everyone. Right. And, you know, right. there is... So anyway, I've... I've talked before recently as part of this series, if I'm not mistaken, about the concept of just that, that radical charity. And I feel like we need to live that out. Mm-hmm. I feel like as Christians, we're called to live that out. Yeah. I'm not saying that's requirement, but I'm saying that there is a charge here. Yeah. And anyway, so that's that's my little uh, soapbox <laughs> that I want to top on. No, I mean, it's uh, I, I respect <laughs> feeling you. Feeling empowered by the spirit of my grandfather through this. That's, uh, yeah, sure. I, you know, no, I think video. that's, I, I think it's beautiful and good. And I, um, you know, and, and I'm glad that I get to sit here and, and process it with you and that, and then it's just you and me talking and no one else is listening, Yeah, that's right? exactly right. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that's all good. We have to wrestle with these questions and, you, you know. At, and we do so in front of our children. And we do and so. And that's going to become more evident to you in the next couple of years. That's I right. Yeah. But, but also as men, we do it even in front of our wives too. Well, and hopefully we're doing this with our wives. Well, and, and that, that's right. Yeah. That's right. But, you know, we. Because I so have failed at that, by the way. I do every day. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I was, I was wrestling through things, especially, I mean, you know, the, all right. So there are things we won't necessarily get into, at least not in this podcast, Yeah. but I mean, like I've shared with you kind of a low point in me and my wife's marriage mm-hmm. and where mm-hmm. we were, where the tension was. I may have actually talked about this on the, on the, 
on the father to fathers in the past, but like she wrote me a letter. Like, like, like that's how bad I was in yeah. terms of the disconnect of what was going on. Yeah. And a lot of that was what was going on in the church and like my relationship yeah. with the church specifically. And, I, and so that was, and I'm not talking about the big C church. I'm talking about literally the one in Jackson, Mississippi that I was a member yeah, of. Yeah. That you were going to at right, the time. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. cause I wasn't like, I was basically yeah. my entire like wrestling with the church with, with in, and the way in that impacts my faith and the impacts mm-hmm. there. I, I was kind of keeping her at arm's length, which is yeah. a massive failure. I wasn't wrestling with it through it with her. Yeah. And that's, we fail when we don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. As, as husbands. I think when I boil down the gospel and, and I hate even using that language because how do you boil down something that's as grand as the universe? I mean, but, you turn up the heat a little bit and you watch it so it doesn't burn. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, that's gumbo. I'm sorry. That's gumbo. Well, you right. said the universe and to me. The, and no, then but, you got to stir the pot. <laughs> right. Keep stirring the keep pot. Keep it going. But you know, when, when you come to the essence of it, like the Lord in his, in his goodness, he, he made a way for us to be reconciled to him and it's perfect and it's loving and it is life-giving and redeeming. And, but that, the way we walk through that is going to be really messy. Sure. Absolutely. It's going to be imperfect and ugly and we're the we're on the receiving end of this. This you know? is the journey aspect, of and it, so it's it? like yeah. what where we you know how we engage with with life and with friends and with you know people in the big C church and little C church and believers and non believers and you know folks of all kinds of different stripes within the diversity that is that is the church and 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 elsewhere. It's gonna be riddled with mistakes. Because it's a human endeavor. Hmm. And I think that's where the humility hmm. part really comes in. Yeah. On on all sides. All sides. That's absolutely right. Because as soon as we're quick to... I, I'm the worst about this. As soon as I'm quick to call someone else a hypocrite, I realize... You got four fingers pointed right back at you. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I need to look in the mirror. Yeah. You know, and, and Christ Christ is explicit. You know, that... that we, and those explicit things that that come from scripture you better underline some of those things you know like we need to pull the plank out of our own eye you yeah. know before we start talking about the speck in someone else's this is true you yeah. know and 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 I, I do love part of our our liturgy in the anglican tradition is before we we take eucharist every week you know talk about this this is really beautiful we we take eucharist yeah. every week but before we go to the table and this is key this is really key before we go to the table, we've listened to the Word of God preached. We've recited the creeds, which are you know essentially the Pledge of Allegiance of Christianity. But before we go to the table, we do two things that are very, very important. We confess our sins to Holy God, and then we do this thing that people think is just a greeting time, but it's not. Yeah. When you pass the peace at church, yeah. it's not just like... Hey, I'm John David. I noticed you're a visitor. It's nice to see you. Maybe we could grab coffee afterwards. It's not the networking moment. It's not the networking <laughs> moment. We do this funny thing called passing the peace. Yeah. So we so we ask the Lord for forgiveness of our own sins, where we've we've done things that are against his will and we've left things undone that are of his will, both equally offensive to God. Yeah. And then we, I lo- and I love that I love those two because they're for what I have done and for what I have failed to do what I've left what I've left left undone. undone yeah and that is that's a that's true yeah absolutely hundred percent and you better get on your face yep. because all that's real mm-hmm. and and then secondly 
we make sure before we go to the to the table that we're right with each other and passing the peace is a part of that and it's and 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 really it it is a it is our effort to make ourselves right vertically with God, but horizontally horizontally with those around us. And when we eat that meal, that meal that wild horses couldn't keep me from because it's the most important thing I do every week, I know that I'm right with everybody I'm in fellowshipping with. Mm. You know what I mean? And we've left it all at the foot of the cross, you know? And, um, and you take this seriously. Mean, that's a big part of my... Of, of my personal Christian experience. I've seen you walk this out too. Cause I mean, I remember where then there was a season of your life where you were in tension with somebody yeah. and I, you, you were not taking the Eucharist at that I time. I wasn't. Right? Yeah, I wasn't. And, and you know, I have, I've seen people at worship. They have broken down in each other's arms, weeping as they've made peace yeah. before they go to the table together. These are people that, you know, have been bitter enemies or that said something behind someone else's back. And like what, what it's acknowledging to me is, is that the church is a lot like AA. (laughs) If by, by showing up, Uh, by showing up the whole, just by you showing up, you are admitting you've got a problem. Theoretically. That's the, that's the point. That's the point. That's the point. And your problem might even be that you don't even know you have a problem, but you're there. Yeah. And that's your problem, you know? And so it's like we are, it's a hospital for sinners. Hmm. And we are in need of a great surgeon. Hmm. And you know what? He shows up. Yeah. You know, one of the most interesting bits of the New Testament to me, and I don't even know why I feel led to share this, but there's a, and I'm bad on chapters and verses. I'm not one of these Bible drill people because I didn't grow up in the church. Well, if you had been the, the chief but, justice to that uh, Senate Steve Bonnets, you would have been uh, like, well, exactly. from memory, <laughs> all the Bible verses. But, you know, I, I, I'm just struck by this image of this this leper laying by the pool and Christ, you know, he, he calls out to Jesus and he's been he's got this crazy story where he's been he's been laying by this pool for dec- literally decades and every single day he's got this big sob story every single day someone's got to lower him into the pool and pull him back out and he's fed you know by the you know the alms of to the poor and everything else I mean, he just has this ridiculous horrible story right and our lord walks up to this guy and asks him one of the most absurd questions in all of human history do you know what he asks him what do you ask him, John David? Our Lord looks at this guy who's got this problem and he says, do you want to be healed? And the guy doesn't say yes. <laughs> <laughs> the guy just complains. Mm. And it's like that. So the, 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 the real point of all this is that there is like, we have to want it. Mm. We have to want that closeness with the Holy God. We it's want a relationship. We want to have, we have to yeah. want that that connection. Yeah. We want to, that guy, the, the guy laying by the pool, he knew Jesus was Lord. He knew he could save him. He knew he could, could heal him. But Jesus had the absurdity to sit there and ask him, do you want to be healed? Mm. And the guy had to say yes. Mm. And that's our, that we, we have to say yes. Mm. We have to say yes. And by, I don't even know why I feel led to, to share the story, but, but for me, if we're not, at that point, if, if we're at the point where in our lives and in our spiritual walks where we are continually 
you know, finding things to complain about or to be bitter about or to have our feelings hurt about, or we need to want to be healed. You know, Hmm. we need to want to be healed. I think that's important. Well, as my pastor friends would say, that's a word, pastor. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Well, you know, I, I feel like I should at least just kind of put this like last thing. I, I, we've talked a lot about your kind of Anglicanness. In, in the conversation. No, it's not weird. But my point is that like I've I've I'm longtime listeners probably already know I'm Presbyterian. Yeah. But I think the main thing of kind and, of this, and before I was an Anglican, I, I Well exactly. Pres- you were Presbyterian. I was, became a Christian through the Presbyterian world. Right, yeah. exactly. But my point is that I think for me, kind of where I am, and especially as I'm I'm thinking about this through the lens of raising my children. Yeah. Like the tribalism that we have in our it's, heart, it's heartbreaking. Well, and it's heartbreaking. And I think, again, I there's this, I, I remember very specifically, there's a pastor friend of mine and an election. It was not this past election. It was like a, a like a generation or two, not generation or two, but like a couple of elections yeah. back ago. Yeah. There were like one of his congregation members asked him like, pastor, I just got to know. I just got to know who you voted for. You oh know, my you just gosh. Tell and he said, you know, I'm not going to tell you. And I'll tell you why I'm not going to tell you. Because if I tell you, who I voted for, then you're going to think something binds us together. That's yeah. something other than Jesus. Praise and, the Lord. You know, whether, or it's going to divide us yeah. in a way that, that shouldn't divide us because of Jesus. Yeah. So that's the thing. I think, I mean, like, you know, I don't want to like, I only kind of put on the back end, like, well, and by the way, I'm Presbyterian because we've talked so much about your, right. and I think it's important because of, I think the structure of the liturgy in the Anglican uh, uh, church service in particular, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I mean, like, honestly, it's something that I'm exploring and trying to like, you know, wrestle with and try to figure out if it makes sense for, you know, us as well. But um, so I think it's important to the conversation. Also, you know, you're not going to not be Anglican. (laughs) And if you know John David, that's just the case. But it's just the main reason I I kind of bury that a little bit into this is because I don't want people to hear, oh, he's a Presbyterian. We agree on yada, yada, yada. No, that's exactly right. We agree on Jesus. We are are bound through Jesus. I'm glad you, I I didn't know exactly where you were going with all that. And I'm glad you went where you went. Oh yeah, that's exactly where I was going with it. I think, I I think, I, pastor told me, or I heard in a sermon one time or somewhere I heard one time, maybe it was even John Piper, but someone said something to the effect of that I have more in common with another person loved by Jesus or that, that is in relationship with Jesus. I have, I have more in common with that person than I do people in my own family. Hmm. And I run my relationships through that grid mentally all the time. Interesting. Because there are people that come through my shop and my just life but mostly my shop because that's where I spend most of my time and they look very different from me and they vote very different from me and they talk very different from me. And yet if they love the Lord and have given their life to him, I have more in common with them than I did my own grandfather. There's a kinship, right? Like that's what you're talking about. There's a spiritual kinship. I have more in common with them. Yeah. As someone who is identified, who is, who my my core, my core fabric, my core identity Hmm. is being loved by Christ. I have more in common with that person than I did my own grandfather. That's sobering. Hmm. And it's true. And I have to remember that. That, and that, that's humbling too. 
because that takes all that other stuff that you're talking about. The well, we do this, we don't do this, right, we, right, right, and that just leaves it in the background. When it, now that we doesn't mean we don't have to, we can't. No, have we can just, we can just, yeah, we can have we opinions, can have opinions, we can discuss and it and everything about else. Those things, but like, and that's a good thing to do, right? But when we use that as kind of the other otherizing, the litmus and like, test, you know, a yeah. litmus test and that sort of thing, which we. Definitely do. I have in my life. You have in your life. Everybody has it at some point. Sure. And I'm I'm just so done with that. Yeah. <laughs> at least where I am well, right now. I should say. And you're jaded. Yeah. Oh heck yeah, I'm jaded. You're jaded. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. Well, the other thing too. And I mean, we we don't have time to get into this because we're we're right. We're like we're actually going. But this is a good exercise. It is a good huh? exercise. But I mean, the fact of the matter is, I've also had a very unique spiritual Experience. journey over the last ten years. Right. That a lot of people just haven't had. True. You know what I mean? Everybody's got their own. I'm not trying to say mine's special. I'm just saying that like, like there is a, you might have to understand some of the granular parts of that in order to yeah. understand where you're coming from. I, I couldn't just say like, and oh, this pa- is, and you're passionate about exactly. it. Exactly. And it's like, you have to really see that framework and we just, this, we can, you know, you can't get into that with one episode. <laughs> like you, you, you need, you need me of, and some beer in like a couple hours. That's I'm, I'm all part of the muddiness of, of living a, a Christian life. That's right. And, and and being okay with that, you know, when we're together, we're, we're, I mean, if I believe we're sinners that when in relationship with God are, are redeemed, but we still, we still have this mud on our hands that, and we're human. And so we just get things messy and that's okay. Well, it is, it, it's okay to an extent as like in terms, I, I know what you mean in terms of like, we're just, we're not, we're we're failing forward. We're imperfect in, in the way in which yeah. we're trying to practice it, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's right. Yeah. Well, how do you transition from something, a conversation so... Uh, so... Intimate. Intimate. And, and serious. And you know, serious. To Missouri Meerschaum. To Missouri Meerschaum. <laughs> you know, Bo... You know, but let, let me tell no, you because you don't want to, you don't want to like, you don't want to like make like it, make it gimmicky because that kind of ruins the moment. It does. But let, let's go for it. All right. All right. This, this is a good, this is a good practice. When I think of intimacy. Oh, wow. And seriousness and, and, and sobriety and tenderness. I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Let me, all, right, all, right. all right. Let me try it. I'm a pro. I've been doing okay, this no, for about been doing 10 this years. A while. All right. I've been doing go, this go. a while. All right. You know. <laughs> Well, you know, John David, these these kind of oh, you know what? This is this is going to be a good one. This is going to be good. We're going to leave in the, us failing to like transition correctly, but but this is the way that we should have done it. This okay. is the, the how it should have transitioned. All right, all right. Okay. Well, man, let me tell you something. This this is a this is a real conversation. This is you know like exactly what we hoped for with father to father. Exactly what I think we've kind of like at the core of what we wanted this year to be in terms of like exploring that experience of sitting together in a pipe shop, having these conversations. And we've invited people into that experience of sitting down together, enjoying some good quality tobacco, enjoying some good quality conversation. And if you're going to do both of those, you can only do them with our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Listeners, did you hear that land? Did you hear that land? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, Bo. Won't he do it? I oh, did it. I love you to pieces. <laughs> Man, seriously, thank you so much for uh, Missouri Meerschaum, obviously. And, and it's Christmas time, John David. It is Christmas time. And of course, our folks, our friends at Missouri Meerschaum would love to send you something really special for Christmas, uh, either for yourself or to put under the tree for one of your best friends. And 
yeah, of course, this time of year, we always are so grateful for Missouri Mearsham and we thank them for uh, sponsoring our show. The folks at Missouri Mearsham this year are doing uh, their holiday hoopla every single Wednesday before Christmas uh, leading up to it. They're going to have some fun holiday shenanigans and promotions and giveaways on their Facebook channel. So be sure to go check it out there. But if you aren't able to do that, always be sure to go by their website, check out their promotions that they've got going on on pipes, tobaccos, and all kinds of cool gear be your own Missouri Mearsham super fan. So uh, corncobpipe.com, check it out. There you go. And thanks to our friends at Missouri Mearsham for sponsoring the show. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback. All right, man, we got one in from Jim Friedemann. Friedemann. Oh, Jay Friedy. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what he had to say. He said, hello, Bo and John David. It's been a while since I've emailed you guys. Love the podcast and look forward to each Wednesday. You mentioned in this week's episode, David Foster Wallace, 2008. Oh, I'm sorry. 2005's Kenyon College Commencement Address. Oh, yeah. yeah. This. Okay. I'm going to pause here for just a quick second because this is really interesting. That address, when we recorded that one, it was it was kind of late into our recording session in Houston. You were kind of under the weather, and I was I was in bad shape. Man, we I, and I think Ooh. we were both a little burnt out from that. Yeah, you know, it's one of the, it's not your fault, obviously, that you were in bad shape. But when like one person is like low energy, it kind of can bring down. It does. And so like I was yeah. really struggling in there too because I was like, okay, I, I don't I don't know what to say here. <laughs> and when I tell you that our editor Mike is a miracle worker. <laughs> That was a really good episode to listen to that after I listened to it, I texted you and I was like, I know you're going to be shocked to hear this, but that was actually good. Like, we and were, I was shocked. We were thinking about <laughs> never doing another from the library after that episode. I'm like, I think we can keep the series going. Like if, if we fail, Mike, Mike's got us. That's hilarious. <laughs> He's a miracle worker. He really is. He is. All right. So uh, he says, uh, the Kenyan, uh, he's uh, talking about the commencement address. He says, however, one worships something, even if they don't recognize it as worship. I love your discussion around this. It got me thinking. There have been times when I've allowed pipe smoking to become an idol. Hmm. I've had to watch how much I focus it on it during the day. It's so easy to muse on what blend am I going to try today? Or I wonder if getting the winning eBay bid on the, that Costello. <laughs> or I wonder if I could find uh, Esoterica on Turbo 10 today. Do you use Tur- Turbo 10? Not yet. Okay. But I've heard awesome things about turbo 10 gotcha gotcha and if that wasn't enough there's always the pipe smoking forums websites 
podcast, pipe clubs, publications, etc. All the above. All of the above. Out there that can easily eat up so much of my focus during the day. I found that anything that competes with my attention to an affection for the Lord and others should always be suspect. Even good things like an amazing hobby can become an idol if we allow it. Anyway, so I appreciate your perspective and voice in the pipe smoking community. Keep up the great work, guys. Jay Faridi. Yeah. Man, Jay Faridi, thank you so much for for writing in. Let, 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 we'll, we'll say this. We, while, while the intention was not necessarily in this, the intention with this is to share, like with this episode was to kind of share our, our experiences and our faith journey, kind of where we are with that and all that kind of good stuff, especially as fathers through that lens. I will say if I, if I have one charge that I think it's very important for everyone to walk away from this, especially Christians, but everybody do not make country squire radio an idol, please, please. <laughs> And even if you did, like, there are better idols. Repent. <laughs> Repent hard. <laughs> there, are be- there are better idols. Yeah, I, you know, I would, I, I appreciate what you're saying. I, I really do. Um, Jim or me? Jim. Okay. I, actually, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate everything you say. Oh, man. But, you know, with, with Jim, I, I, I appreciate what you're saying. Yeah, I think there that we do get, there is, there are tendencies sometimes to become fixated on, uh, you know, this and that. Uh, insert worldly thing here that isn't necessarily, you know, pointing us towards um, towards glory. But the Lord made pipes and tobacco. Yeah. And I get excited when I win pipes on eBay and all the, all those other things. And so I, you know, I would say don't necessarily, you know, I don't think you were saying he wasn't time. saying that. But like, Come don't, on. don't. Well, you know, don't don't leave your pipes behind. Just. You know, when you pick them up and when you think about them, do it to the glory of God. There you go. I mean, it's you yeah. know moderation. It's a good thing. Yeah, you know, I, that's I've, right. You know, I've, I've mentioned on the show before the Sea of Thieves, right? Like that yeah. game. I was in the top percentile. the The reality is, yeah, part of the reason I was in the top percentile was because I was making an idol out of that game. Not that I was like looking at that towards like salvation right. or anything like that, but right. in terms of the amount of time that took from my life, again, that kind of plays into it. Wasn't because of that game that issues were going on in my life. Yeah. But I was kind of turning to that as kind of like an escape. Sure. From, as opposed to dealing with the issues that I had. Yeah. Father to father addiction might be an interesting episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Interesting. I understand that. Yeah. I think we all do worship something. And I think Wallace was right, you know, and so make sure it's the right thing. You know, don't worship your pipe, but but use it and, and enjoy it and be thankful for it. And certainly don't worship Country Squire Radio, but you can reach out to us and follow us throughout the week as long as it's not <laughs> taking up too much of your time. Look at me. Look at my transition hey, game, sound man. Sounded like a pro. Come on. I've been doing this for some time. Okay, of course, you can, of course, follow us at Squire Radio, at John David Cole, at underscore the Country Squire, or I'm sorry, at underscore Country Squire, I should say. All that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Well, John David, we came to Vegas to get all spiritual. You I know, that? right? It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's not weird. That's my point. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. It's, it's been a, been a lot of fun. This has been a great retreat. And of course, it's always good to to physically share space, uh, yeah, not just with you, but but with our the community, our pipe community. Yeah. And, you know, I was just so encouraged today as I, of course, we're recording later. You'll know we went to the uh, <laughs> New Orleans Pipe Show, Chicago Pipe Show, Las Vegas Pipe <laughs> Vegas Show. Pipe Show. There it um, is. You know, we, we've come out here to do that. And, you know, Dave and Brian did such a good job. And. And we get to reap the benefits of it and, and just hugging people's necks and enjoying the pipe with people. It's uh it's it's a real it's a real grace. So uh yeah, yeah. It's been a lot of fun. This has been a good one. All right, man. Well hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother.
credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.